Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Scurry and the Scrub. We got another NBA edition special episode for you guys. We got our guy Hulk Cole Huff back on. Excuse me. What did you call Cole you know, Huff? Huff? Yeah. I was going to go Hulk Huff. That was, that was, that was that one. <laughs> but yeah, we got another episode for you guys. Excited to get into it, kind of, because the Celtics are out. So, you know, I'm not that excited, but it has been an exciting first round of playoffs. Ready to jump into this. How you guys doing? Well, I mean, Cole's – how's Cole doing, man? This Clippers finally – Pulled it off last didn't, night. Didn't, like, what? Didn't uh, – didn't uh, – is a point, right? They they pulled – I was, I was I was awaiting the collapse, uh, you know, the – Prepare for the worst. The yearly – yeah, the yearly Clipper collapse. But uh, they gave us a scare in the fourth quarter. The lead went from, like, 18 to 7. And, you know, it was the longest quarter of the Clippers year for sure. But – uh, they pulled it off. Ultimately, they're the better team. Um, yeah, it was, it was a fun. I mean, it was a fun series to watch. So to, to wrap that up, I'm, I'm doing just fine. I'm doing great. Are they? The, are they the kings of LA now? Because they're they're still alive, and the Lakers are done. Oh, st- stop! Stop! Uh, hey, I'm just uh, asking questions. I'm, I'm not. Questions. Nah, I'm not gonna say that. No, <laughs> I, 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 I can never throw it out there like that. What? They're what? Be team, team, but they're they team, gotta get their the first championship. LA, they got to get their first championship before you say anything about them owning any part of LA. They're no, they're never gonna own LA. Like that's no. They're better though. They're a better team than Lakers. They are a better team than, than Lakers this year. I'll give you that. I'll give you that's that. kind of like the 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 Nets Knicks thing, right? Like, I think when the Nets got like Kyrie and KD and whatnot, and they were like, "Oh man, this is New York's team." Like now, mm, New York was like, "No, yeah." The the, the, the fans will never cross <laughs> right. that bridge. Like, yeah, they're never gonna cross over. That, no matter that's what. Just, it's just because that's built on history. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with yeah. how good the team is that year. It's 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 built on history. Right. And I mean for the Knicks though, it's not a great history. Like it's an overrated history. But Knicks fans are, Knicks fans are like that though. Like, don't tell them that though. No, no, you can't tell them that. It's like how you know but, it's very, but they I mean they I mean go ahead. They only been to the finals like once my whole life. My whole life. The Knicks? Time. True. Yeah. True. And they lost. And MJ had to retire for them to do it. I guess they've been to two. But at least they've been to two. They, 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 went, they San Antonio beat them in the lockout year, where everybody was like, "That was the first year without MJ in the lockout year." The Knicks made it as an mm. eight. It's also a lockout year. So. Yeah, yeah. Tim Duncan worked him over as a rookie, um, and then they made it the first year. So the both the first year Jordan retired from the Bulls, they made the finals and lost. That's it. That's their claim to oh, fame. I, I guess we just got to – if we're waiting on the Knicks, I guess we're going to have to wait till LeBron retires. Is that the logic I'm hearing here? Wait until the goat retires? And the well, the point is, no, you got to keep waiting. <laughs> it's always a waiting game. My, when, when, <laughs> when Trey Young – like, the, that's why I told – I tweeted it out when it happened. Like, when Trey Young went to start game one or he hit the game winner and then shushed the crowd, I was like, that's, a tra- that's a, like a, a playoff tradition for me. Like growing up, I always watch. I always watch an absolute stud go to MSG with a Knicks team that's like really good, and then just like cook and then beat the Knicks and like shush MSG. So like you I always not, used to hear you, in a quiet Madison. You did Garden not. Crowd. You didn't. I know you did not just compare Trey Young to Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I know you did not. Just Michael, uh, Reggie Miller, like Reggie, dude. Yeah, like so many. Okay, good. I'm glad. So I'm glad you put somebody else in. There. Like yeah. garden, garden killers, garden killers. Garden what happened? Yeah. What happened during the last? Okay, so the last lockout season was in 2012. That's when the Heat won. 
But yeah. like, or the, the Knicks were good that year too, right? Right. They had yeah, Mello. Mello. They had Mello. Yeah. They, I think they had Chauncey Billups, right? Too. Uh, maybe as well. I thought Raven. They might. Here. They might have. Yeah. It might have been. They might have started with. I think that might have been the year they got him halfway through. Yeah. Have to double yeah. Back. Tyson Chandler was on that team too. Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that they was had weird because the had, year before Dallas had won, and then Tyson Chandler left. Like Dallas didn't retain him. And he went to New York. Right, yeah. Okay. I remember that year. Former, former, good that year. former former Bulls bust Tyson Chandler. He, he had a really good career. I don't he know. Did he did have a good career. Solid career. But it's like while, it's but... like campaign right now. He's having a good career in Phoenix where he's like starting to come up, but he was a Bulls flame out too. It's like, man, all these dudes would get great after they leave Chicago. It's like Jerry Krause still still there when they drafted <laughs> Tyson Chandler? Uh yeah. Was his name Jerry Krause? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah you got it. Yeah. No, he's yeah, he was part okay. of that part of that team for sure. Okay. I don't remember the last team he assembled, but I can't remember. But yeah, but Reinsdorf is still the owner, so it's still the same crap. Mm-hmm. Still the same, still the same system. Right. So yeah, so not to change gears too completely though, but you did allude to the fact that you were waiting on the Clippers to break down last game. Do you think you're still just waiting on the breakdown? Or are you now? Are you confident now? Are you confident in Clips? Uh, in terms of. Making it to the next round or making what? it through round two, making it, yeah. So, I guess, two, like yeah. how they match up with, uh, yeah. Are you actually, let me put it this way are you more confident after this series or less confident in their chances to get the conference finals? I'm more confident because of what they overcame, like being down 2 0 and then being down 3 2 and not folding. I mean, it's not great to be in those situations, but they didn't fold where I think. You know, so many other times in the past, it was easy for them to just, you know, pack it up. Um, Utah's certainly a better team than, than Dallas, in my opinion. Like, I mean, Luca, Luca's the outlier. Nobody, I don't think anybody in the rest of the playoffs is, I don't know, that, that's debatable, quite as good as Luca. But, you know, the way that Utah plays and, and the pace that they play at and they get to the paint and spray and shoot all these threes, like, they're tough to deal with, man. And I think the it's going to be interesting because the Clippers ended up having to go small last series because um, Zubac couldn't be out there with Luka and mm-hmm. it was, you know, creating a bunch of problems. So they put Batum in the starting lineup and went small. And, I mean, it worked. And so it's almost like, well, do you stick with it or is it a new series now you go back to Zubac? Because, I mean, I love Boban, but he's, he's, he's no really go bear. You know what I mean? Uh, so that that's going to be interesting, just the, the two styles and, you know, how the coaches uh, coach against one another is going to be big. But, I mean, I'm fa- I'm fairly confident, which is a dangerous game to play whenever, you, you know, you're rooting for the Clippers, you get too confident and then, you know, they humble you. Uh, but, I'm, yeah, I'm confident in them. I think I, I think if it goes seven, it, I'm going to – it's going to be hard for them to win a game seven in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um so if they want to win the series, I think they're going to have to do it before that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Uh, I like their chances. Yeah, in my, Talk to me. in my experience, it's better to win in six in Salt Lake City. But, you know, it's just oh, okay. <laughs> well, last shot. It's just what I'm used to. It's right there, you know. Um, yeah, that the, this this series is interesting because I really like Utah. But I also think – very, very complete team. Right. You know, they just sh- they, they shoot the three ball really well. They move it really well. And then they defend where you want to defend, like in this day and age, right? Like the rim and three, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I, I think like LA is going to match up with them first and then adjust from there. Like, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to start small in game one. I think they're going to put Zubac in there, Zubac in there and mm-hmm. try to match up with Rudy better. Um, it's going to be interesting though. Cause like the, the Clippers had a tough time attacking the rim mainly. I mean, Dallas was playing a zone, so that made it tougher, but I think uh, Boban's size also made, it was a big factor. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, the Clippers didn't really try to get to the rim at all. They tried to get, you know, into the mid-range area so they could um, move the ball, kick it out, and make Dallas's defense kind of rotate from there. Uh, I don't know if that's going to work against Utah, so I don't really know how this matchup goes. But the Clippers have the best player in the series. So mm-hmm. I feel like in the early rounds, that always is a big, big kicker. You know what I mean? When you're best dude – when you have the best dude in the series – and he's playing at a high level like Kawhi's playing. Like, I mean, he put up unbelievable numbers, uh, yeah. and 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 yeah, defended Luka the last couple of games. Like, very crazy. so efficient, so efficient. So I don't know. That's he, like he he got that's a that was a championship gear in Game Six and Game Seven. Yeah. Like that's easy. There's there's difference between putting up numbers, you know, and like and being productive, and then there's like taking the game over. And I thought, what you know with. It wasn't every possession because you just can't shut down Luca like that. Like you can't clamp him like that. But he made Luca work really, really hard. Those oh, he last was two games. by the fourth quarter. Tired, by the fourth enough. quarter. Yeah, nothing left. I just thought what gave me the most confidence is like you're saying with the Clippers, Kawhi kind of turned it up to another level. Like he, mm-hmm. I think he only really got in that offensive groove. I'm gonna say game five. It could have been sooner. But yeah, I think right. around game five, he started to, like, really take a turn and was like, all right, I'm going to my snatch back pull-ups, and I'm, I'm getting these shots off. Like, yeah, he was, he was, he was really, really, like, in a bag. Yeah. In yeah. a bag, like, and he was going to be efficient with it. And you could just tell he was pretty determined. But then what else gave me confidence was some of those lineups they were throwing out there with, like, whether it was in certain Terrence in or, like, Luke Kennard they had. Like, defensively, mm-hmm. I thought those guys kind of brought a spark and whether that was because they were switching lineups with not having Zubats out there or whatever, I just thought that they defensively looked like a whole different team. Like those first two games, like they, even if they were to win those games, it would have been like outscoring. Like it wasn't yeah. like the defense that they were playing, I thought in the last final two games. So the defensively and defensively kind of like showing that they can be more versatile with their like wings off the bench. And then uh, Kawhi getting in the groove, like I would feel pretty good as a Clippers fan. <laughs> Yeah. One one more thing, just to touch on that series, like, so it was interesting. Luca, Luca was the guy, and he is the guy. He's always going to be the guy. But mm-hmm. Dallas really doesn't have anyone else that's going to create or do anything off the dribble. Right. So, but 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 Utah has Conley. They have Donovan Mitchell. They have Joe Ingles. They have a bunch of guys that can create off of pick and rolls, can ISO, what have you. And so, like, last series, Patrick Beverly, he was too small for Luca, And, like, he didn't have a place on the court. But not – and that gave a chance for, like, a Luke Kennard to come in and, mm-hmm. you know, not – I mean, he was pretty good defensively when he was in there. But he's, he's not a defender. He's been picked on all year. So now in the Utah series, there's way more guards that oh, will yeah. give him problems, whereas you may need a Patrick Beverly to come in and chase a quicker guard like a Mitchell or – a Conley where a Luke Kennard maybe won't be that guy, but it's it's really just going to come down to, yeah, like you said, there, there's going to be a whole bunch of adjustments to be made like every series. 
And like even Rondo was benched like yeah. the, the last yeah. two games. Like Ty, Ty, one thing I like about Ty Lue is that he's not afraid to go with something else, like if something's not working. So in terms of Zubats and Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Patrick Beverly, like it's just gonna be whoever's playing well, which is which is interesting. I mean it's good to to you know be you know to have that adaptability, but I don't I, I don't know. It's it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a fun series and I think it's gonna be a coaching battle like between him <laughs> and, and Coach Snyder. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. The, that, the, when you bring up Pat Bev, I and I, I was thinking about Rondo kind of having a reduced role in the Dallas series. Can they play Pat in the Utah series with the way Utah shoots the ball, or do you need that much shooting out there to – like I feel like Rondo can uh, – Rondo's going to play more because of the matchup. Like he can match up with Conley. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he can even guard Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and he shoots it better than – Pat Beverly does. So I think you need the shooting out there. So I think like Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, those guys still need to play for LA because mm-hmm. I think Utah's gonna score. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think the Clippers can like can hold them down that much to where you can play like an right. ISO where you can kind of like let Kawhi and PG kind of play the ISO game and pick matchups. You know what I mean? I think they're right. gonna have to I think they're gonna have to score. So I think they're gonna need that like Kennard shooting. What was he like 45 something 40 plus percent in the seat regular season? 40 something on the season, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's gonna have to shoot it well. Reggie Jackson hit a big three late in that game in game seven yesterday. Like he's gonna have to shoot it well. Uh Marcus mm-hmm. Morris has to be able to hit shots because he's kind of get he's he's gonna get exposed a little bit on the defensive end in this series. Like I, I they're just not gonna be able to like bully um play as much bully ball in the Utah series as they did in the Dallas series because there's not as much there's not as many matchups to pick on, I don't think. Do you do you think mm-hmm. that? I think. Well, I think I think that the the guys for Dallas, they were just really long, like those lineups that they throw out with, with Boban and Chris yeah. Stapps and Dorian Finney-Smith and whoever else you had out there. That's why they went to that zone that the Clippers couldn't get. I mean, they couldn't really pass either. That there's just so much length out there. As in, as individual defenders. Utah is much smaller, you know, Royce, yeah. Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, like it's a completely, like the Clippers are going to be the bigger team, mm-hmm. which they weren't at all in the last series. So that might help them in terms of shot creation or, you know, getting to their spots, but Utah is going to be moving around much quicker. You know, the uh, Rudy Gobert's defensive player of the year, probably like it, they're, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be better coached on defense to, to take away what the Clippers have. Like, I don't. I also don't think you're going to see uh, as much iso ball, bully ball, hunting matchups and whatnot because you know Utah is more solid. So yeah, uh, I'm going to look out for that as well. I think that your point about Rondo, uh, like like we talked about, Dallas went to that zone and they're so long that Rondo is basically just having to be a shooter. He can mm-hmm. penetrate, mm-hmm. no pick and rolls, nothing. So he kind of got exposed when his jumper wasn't going in. Um, and I mean, the same can be said about Patrick Beverly. He's he's basically just a, a, a spot up shooter offensively. You know, he's not a point guard. Yeah, he. I mean, he's he shoots around forty percent every year from three. Although yeah. it doesn't seem like it, but he has a really slow release. He's you know opportunistic. He's small, so length kind of bothers him. Um, so just the the way that they have to manage the like 
and, and also the other guards just played better. Like Reggie Jackson was a better yeah. player in yeah. the last series. Yeah. Terrence Mann was a better player. Luke Kennard in his minutes were was better in those last two games. So it's it just comes down to whatever you want to roll with. And I think that those guys will get their opportunity since they, they helped earn that that win. Um, but then you also have the veteran players uh, in Rondo and Pat Bev that could provide something, especially Rondo, uh, playoff Rondo. You know, he has a name for a reason. So, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be the, the, the key uh, of the series if the Clippers want to win, just how they're going to manage those guards, in my opinion. No, I think you made a good point about Ty Lue, though, because he has that – I mean, he's got that championship experience with Cleveland, first of all. <clears throat> but he also like knows how to mix and match from game to game and make adjustments. And I think that's, I think you saw that in this series with Dallas, maybe more than you would have. And this isn't like a knock on doc, but I think it shows where Ty lose a little bit better than him in that mm-hmm. area was not necessarily just trusting your dudes to play better in certain yeah. situations so much. Like you'll make adjustments based on, you know, what happened last game or what happened in a quarter. Like, He's not afraid to change things up and 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 see what works. You know what I mean. And I think that's going to be something that gives the Clippers an edge in this series because I don't know how. As as much as I think Quinn Snyder is a really good coach, I don't know how much adjusting Utah can do. They kind of are who they are. You know, like they they have. I agree. They have they have they do what they do with the guys who do it well. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Yeah. They're not going to be able to yeah. adjust to LA the way LA can adjust to them. I think, you know, right. I, mean? right. I agree. And LA that's proved last series. They can go big or small. It doesn't matter. That's what I was saying. That gives me more confidence about the Clippers because mm-hmm. like, even especially like what you were saying about Ty Lue, like last year, they were just, when they collapsed to the nuggets, it was like, they played it was the same story. Every game. Yeah, it was the it same, was same game. Same it was the same game. game. Every like single this, game. Year, yeah. this series was like, Oh, you could you could see how they were adjusting, whether it was player or Ty Lu, like making some different lineup change or whatever. You were like, ball oh, screen coverages good. were different. Luca yeah. never got the same look. Like, yeah, they were they were good with that. So, yeah. I'm excited for this series. It'll be good for sure. Yeah, I know. I like Utah. They they kind of like they did that they did that classic one eight thing where they just kind of um, handled their business and then we're out of mm-hmm. sight, out of mind while all these exciting series were very quietly. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But that's a dangerous squad because like, you know, they've been the best in, good, they've yeah. been the best in the NBA all year, you know? All year, yep. yeah. And, and, and they've got the home crowd too. Like that, yeah. that adds a lot to the playoffs. Like it's tough to play there. For They're sure. good. Yeah. They're really good. I actually listened to funny enough, not to go on a story tangent here, but George Niang, he's who went to Tilton school. He's from mm-hmm. out here. Um, and then went to Iowa state. I heard him on a podcast kind of talking about their jazz team this year. And he was talking about how their guys bought in so early because if you look up and down their roster, it's all guys who are pretty taken care of. Like no one's playing for a contract on that team. No one's like worried. No one's in a contract year, anything like that. And so he was talking about how the jazz team at the beginning of this year were like, I think they had dropped a couple games early and they all were like, look like, we could be very nonchalant about this. We're all taken care of. We are, no one's playing for money. No one's like in a contract year, whatever. We have to do this for each other. Like we have to really buy it. And he said, that's what kind of fueled them to get on this little streak that they're on now. And what obviously led them to be number one in the West. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that, that, that kind of hunger. I'm like, this could be good. Like if they really come out there, like this is the year that the and, Jazz are going like to win. That- 
and they've got last year in the back of their minds, I'm sure too. Like, yeah, like they they want to, you know, but that definitely that. was. A, but that's you the know, fuel point because it was like they kind of like an underdog thing. They last year were just like, eh, okay, we lost, but like it was like, who was mad about that? And they kind of like brought that up a lot. And then mm-hmm. what I've heard this year, yeah. so we'll see if they keep that edge. Well, they were the fir- they were the first one to lose to three one Denver, so they found that mm-hmm. out. For, they found that out before the Clippers did. Um, so, like, yeah, these two. I think that's a, that's another good part of it. Like, this, these two teams are both motivated based on last year's kind of Very. a collapse, if you will. Like, you know, Utah had the three one lead first, and they lost it. L A L A was L A drew more headlines because it was Kawhi PG. They were supposed mm-hmm. to run the show. Um, they had three one lead, and the in the Lakers were next, like all that kind of stuff. So, right. um, that's been fueling L.A., but it also has fueled Utah to an extent because they've played with that edge all year. It looks like you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's gonna be. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that one, like we saw the L.A. Dallas series go, you know, three three all the way to the end, but everybody won on the road. Like I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if LA Utah goes seven with all the teams taking care of home court. Uh-huh. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It just becomes too difficult. Yeah, to well, man, what's up with what's up with the Clippers? They only only they don't feel a home home court advantage. Hey man, I'm not. You can't ask me. I have no idea. I know that um, if they make it to a game six, uh, which would be uh, June fifteenth, that in California, the all the restrictions are lifted and they got full mm. full capacity. Ooh. So that's that's if they June make it 15th? to game six. I didn't yep. know that. So staples will be lit on June fifteenth. Huh? Okay, okay. That's uh, that's their plan, I'm sure. All right. Um, I love the West though. Like so, Phoenix and uh, Phoenix Denver. and Denver. I I I love this matchup, but I hate it too because Denver isn't at full strength. And Imagine kind of, if Jamal Murray man, was on this team. Man. Him and Devin Booker would have a Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray. God, <laughs> could you just imagine? Just like last year. Oh. Dude, I don't yeah. know. I, I I was reading Cole's article on The Athletic, and I kind of agree. Like, I didn't feel like Denver was going to get out of Portland, the Portland series, and they did. And I'm feeling – That's just how they are. I right? know, but I'm getting the same thoughts going into this one. I don't know how they're right. going to beat Phoenix. I don't. I don't know how they are either. They just always. They have great coaching. I guess is what it is. Like they just oh, always yeah. figure it out. Shout yeah, out Michael. Malone. Yeah, Michael Malone. Sorry, Michael. Michael. Michael, Michael Malone. Yeah. Right. Right. Michael. <laughs> yeah, Michael Malone can coach his ass off for sure. Like, but I. I just. How are they gonna? Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to see. Phoenix. It's hard to see. Do you think that uh, Chris Paul will be a better version of himself this series now that he's a little bit more healed and rested, or will that just continue to hinder him? I mean, I think it's going to hinder him a little bit, but I think he's going to be better. I think it's going to get better as it goes. I, yeah. you know, I think we saw that in the in the last series, like that it kind of was one of those weird fluky injuries, but it it seemed to get more manageable as the series went on, which is counter to, you know, conventional wisdom. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll be better than he was this last series, which is, again, trouble for – I don't know how right. Denver deals with that. And from a matchup standpoint, even even like, and then you have so your auxiliary part with Murray out seems to be Michael Porter Jr., but he's going to have to deal with Jay Crowder most of the time. He's so he's so interesting to me. Like we we know what he can be, 
as a scorer and like with his size and his his skill it's just we never know if we're gonna get it or not but when we get it we get it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I'm just I'm, I'm wondering how consistent he can be like as that second option to because that's gonna that's gonna be the thing right because Jokic is gonna be Jokic but Porter Jr. has gotta he's gotta help him out because I don't I don't know if the rest of the team can do so much scoring you know uh they can get hot I mean Austin Rivers hit some big shots which he usually does um you can get a Paul Millsap game once out of every five or six you can get a a game where Aaron Gordon randomly starts making threes like but it's, it's it's not like something you'd expect every game from from them. It's kind of like a your turn, my turn thing. So mm-hmm. I think that'll that'll be the key for for Denver. Um, well, what do you think? I agree. I I said if they could get, I actually wrote it down. If they could get three good games out of Michael Porter Jr., like three positive games, I think they they have a really good shot at the series. But it's because I think that's the difference of Jokic having eight assists, like averaging eight assists this series, or averaging over 10 like I think mm. it's over if it's over 10 you're like oh the Nuggets that means Austin Rivers had to be hitting shots uh whoever else he's kicking it to um who was it Michael, Michael like we were saying Michael Porter Jr. hitting those mm-hmm. threes so I don't know who's that 30 we'll year old rookie too I don't even know his name Compazzo yeah Compazzo that's right yeah. yeah what's his what's his first name again uh I please forget it like Faku, Faku, yeah, By the way, him and Chris Paul are gonna have a, a very oh, fun time fun. just being chippy and dirty with one another the mm-hmm. whole series and flopping. Yeah. It's gonna be fun yeah. to watch. But yeah, to what you were saying, even about Chris Paul, I wanted to respond to that. I I think I am confident in him because he, by the end of that Lakers series, he was back to his pull up at the elbow and talking his, you know, talking his shit after, and I was like, okay. He, he wouldn't mm-hmm. be talking all that talk if he wasn't confident in his go-to move and wasn't feeling all right. Because, I mean, if he can get – like, I think it was the game after he had initially hurt his shoulder that he got to that pull-up at the elbow and you could kind of see him fading or, like, favoring one leg and a little bit more off balance where by the time they mm-hmm. closed that series out, it looked back to normal to me. I don't know. Gave me so, so with three good games out of MPJ, you, you think that's – yeah, but that's, I don't. That's that's what that's enough for Denver, because they better win them then. Right, but I don't know if they'll. It's just so like we were saying, it's so hard. With it. I don't know if I'm willing to put. If I have to trust Michael Porter Jr. for the Nuggets to win this series, then right. I don't, I don't you, know if I'm going to do that. So here's the. Th- I think you have to trust him to win it to, to help you win it because if he's just ordinary, uh, Phoenix just proved they can. They're they're incredible defensively, but they only had to worry about one dude. You know what I mean? Once AD was hurt and done, you like the way they defended every time LeBron had the ball. Like it was like they didn't have it was like they didn't care about the other four Lakers on the floor. It was just a constant wall of like, you know, we're walling off drives for LeBron. We're not letting him get to the rim. We're not. We're making yeah. him a jump shooter. Like if if you don't if Bridges doesn't have to worry about a perimeter threat. Um, he can help out Aiden. If Crowder doesn't have to worry about chasing someone around, he can help out Aiden. Like, uh, they just have so many ways to stop Jokic in terms of like making his life difficult. And they already played the game where they're like, we're going to make the other four dudes beat us. And it didn't work for LA. I mean, it didn't, not only did it not work for LA, it was like the minute AD was hurt, it was a, it was not even competitive anymore. 
Yeah. You know what but I mean? that, and that's what I mean, though. I can't. How can I trust Michael Porter Jr. when they have so many? Like, right. they had enough guys to throw at LeBron to kind of contain him. Like, yeah. You think they're going to have trouble if Michael Porter Jr. is in that kind of situation? Like, right. I don't know. That's what I mean. I don't see, I don't know how Denver wins this series. Like, I'm not trying to, I know it's weird to say that Phoenix should roll because Phoenix is Phoenix, but this is a different Phoenix squad. You know what I mean? Like they, they're, they're paving a different path, I think. So I understand it's like, it's, there's a certain, there's a, it's like what Cole said, like he kind of worries a little bit in the back of his mind, no matter how well the Clippers are playing that the other shoes about to drop any second. That's the way it is with Phoenix. Cause you don't really trust them at this time of year yet because they mm-hmm. haven't done it. But at the same time, the way they match up with this series, like Jokic can get his and they'll still be fine. They could still win easily. I think in some, yeah. in, in some games, like if Jokic is getting, if he's around like, you know, 30 and 10 a night, I still think that's fine. I still think they're, I still think they're okay. Yeah. And that's honestly like, that's the story of like most of these series, you know, like yeah. the star player, if you allow the star player to go off, but limit everyone else. Yeah. Like fine. Like, like the, like the first series, like, uh, dude, look at, look had 46 and 14 yesterday and they got run off yeah, the but, court. But the difference was Tim Hardaway didn't have 30. Yeah, right. Like exactly. Yeah. And that's why I mean? they were winning those first two games. That's, that's why they were winning those first two games. Yeah. The Lakers series, like, you know, when Dennis Schroeder would have zero points or when all the other players weren't good, like, it didn't matter what LeBron was going to do. It didn't matter what how many points AD was going to score. Like, if the supporting cast can't help out, then you're done. I mean, I, I, I think I touched on it uh, in the, the Denver-Portland series where, like, Dame would be going off. He'd yeah. have 40, 50-point games. But CJ McCollum would have, like, 17. And, mm-hmm. you know, nobody else, nobody else is able to get theirs going. But then Again, like a Norman Powell has twenty eight or whatever it is, and you know That's how they can all, get a game. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's really a. I mean, the superstars are going to do superstar things because they're that good, and they might be able to do that and get a win for for a game or two. But I don't think over a series, it's you can really play like that. And not to say that that's how they want to play, but. Yeah, I, I want. Just, I want to see. We just, we just came out of it. We just came out of it with the Clippers Dallas series too, because the first two games in LA, uh, Kawhi and PG were awesome. They were really mm-hmm. good. Like they put up numbers. They were efficient. You know, they had all around games. Uh, and then Luca cooked. And then Tim Hardaway was like a sixty percent three point shooter. So that's that's why Dallas won those games because and Jalen Brunson was killing. And, yeah, Jalen Brunson yeah. was killing. Right, like the dudes around Luca were playing really well. That's why they won those first two games in LA, even though Kawhi and P and PG got right. theirs. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're totally right because the stars are gonna be stars. It's how much you can get from everyone else. And that's why I like Phoenix and Utah a whole lot. Um, because they don't they're not star driven. You know what I mean? They have stars. They like Devin De- Book can go for 40 plus, Donovan Mitchell can go for 40 plus and and drop 10 dimes or grab 10 rebounds. But They've got like other that's guys. Not who what they, that's not what they go into each game planning to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. got you. It's like they're yeah. superstars. They're fallback. I get that. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah. why the Clippers. That's why the the like Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris and 
Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard Terrence they, Mann. They're all those guys have to, they have to play well in this series, like better than they played last series. Because Utah's a different animal. I mean, they just yeah. they just they have too many ways to beat you. So, um, but yeah, the the two West f- series, like I could see them being like four oh five five or four game five game series, but really competitive games each time. Like, because mm. I think there are, I think Utah and Phoenix are the better teams in these series. But I could see, you know, I, mean? I could see like L.A. winning. Um, like in five because Kawhi has a fourth quarter that's just otherworldly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the rest of the game is competitive. So, um, and then with Phoenix, I could see, you know, them having problems with uh, Jokic through a court, uh, through a half and, you know, through the middle of the third. And then like all of a sudden they just lock in defensively and, and book goes off and, you know, CP3 gets to the elbow and like starts making moves. Like it's just the fourth quarter seems to be like a different animal when you've got dudes who've been there and dudes who are stars, like that's the, that's the time for stars to shine. Um, so I could like, I kind of favor Phoenix and LA because of that um, because they've got killers. Uh, but it's going to be, I think these series are going to be competitive throughout. I don't think they're going to be blow up. I think they're going to be fun to watch too. Yeah. Like because they're going to be competitive. At least you, you think. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we think of the East so far? Two games in for each series so far. Uh, should we start with Atlanta Philly first? Like the Trey Young show rolls on, but I don't know how you guys felt about it. They hit 23s, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem like they can replicate that. They might be able to do it again, but like a whole series of that, that's that's crazy. Right. And I know they were up big and even though it was close at the end, but like, I don't, I don't know, man. If MB's playing, I don't know. I'm honest. I'm ready for Ben Simmons to just start guarding Trey Young. Like that's what I read. Why? Yeah. Like, what? We need. We need to get here. Like he said it in the. I, I listened to some of the post game press conference after, and he's saying for next the next game, like that's going to be the plan. I really hope that's not a lie because that's what I want to see, and I want to see if he's still shushing the crowd after like a defender of Ben Simmons size like can try to cause problems for him. Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't. I just time. don't want to hear any more about Ben Simmons, like defensive player of the year type Thank, of. If he's until not he's guard, yeah. Yes. That's what I'm I saying. Agree. You're in the playoffs now. If you can't, if you can't clamp the other players, the other team's best player at least one or two and, times a series, I don't want to hear about right. that anymore. You know what I mean? And I it's not like he has a ton of responsibility on the other end. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I. I'm game two is going to be like I'm not going to miss a second because I. I'm going to count. Pos- Times that Ben yeah. is like at least marking. Did Danny Green start on him or Thibio? Uh, I think they had Danny, right? Yeah, Danny was on him first. Danny started, and then they they threw Thibio on him a little bit. But I mean, Thibio, you want some type of shooting, so or even you want your shooters out there. It's Thibio subbed for Danny Green, right? And so it was like you want you kind of want the shooting ability of Danny Green out there with Ben Simmons you don't want mm-hmm. Ben Simmons you don't want to run out of Ben Simmons and Thibel lineup where it's like <laughs> right you're getting no three-point uh threat from either yeah. of them so they just well, need to put Ben Simmons on him and then the, rock the way, out with Seth and Danny I, I agree the way I see it is Ben Simmons should be guarding him because he has the length athleticism to make things really difficult for someone as small as Trey Young mm-hmm. but at the same time Trey Young's not stupid. He's just going to call for a ball screen and yeah. put him beat in the action. 
And that's going to set a whole bunch of things off where is Embiid going to sit in the drop and Trey Young is going to snake it or pull up or get to spoker or whatever, or is he going to overextend and then you create a four on five, uh, a three on four or whatever it is. So it, yeah, but, but Ben Simmons at the end of the day, he should be on there. Like that should be, that should be the least of your concerns. Like if things happen after that, then you adjust, but you can't allow someone as good as Trey Young and as use like he he has so much usage for the Hawks team for their offense to create mm-hmm. and do stuff that you kind of have to you can't let them get going and be comfortable early. You you gotta make him. I mean, it's his first playoff experience. You gotta give him a bunch of different looks and make things difficult. And Ben Ben, ben Simmons has to do that. Um, we'll see what adjustments uh, Doc Rivers makes. He's not known for making a ton That's of what them. I'm saying we just kinda talked. Just, yeah, we just talked about. Yeah, that. he kind of just sticks to his guns, and which is good and bad. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't want to see any more like full bench lineups either. He he always does that yeah. no matter what team he's coaching. And you got like especially in the playoffs, you got to have your guys out there at least one or like yeah. Simmons or Embiid should probably always be on the court no matter what. Mm-hmm. In my in my opinion, barring any foul trouble mm-hmm. or injury, like. They, they, you know, you can't have a George Hill, Shake Milton, Dwight Howard, whatever lineup for two, like, especially for long periods of time, because the other teams, the other teams have their stars on the court too, and they're still going to make you pay. So, funny you brought that up. I hadn't even thought about that, but Doc has been known to do that. But <laughs> I'm thinking in Boston when he used to do it, like it used to work where he would bring like your Eddie House, your big baby off the bench, and then you have some vets in there. But that was 10, 12 years ago. Like, that doesn't right. work in the NBA anymore. Also, also, it didn't work as well as it should have because Boston only won one title out of that whole squad. Okay. So, like, it was, it was it set was, up for, it was set up was for all, a run and they only got one. So, like, you know what okay. I mean? There was, there was, there was, there was problems Perkins, there Kendrick, already. Kend- Kendrick Perkins just got hurt. We would have had two. Sorry. But it did I think work. so too. Kendrick Perkins doesn't get hurt. I'm just yeah, I'm just saying. But you, you I, got, I will argue that for yeah. the rest of my life. Okay, but um, but that run wasn't like I digress. Okay, they didn't put together like a run. They, didn't they put were together good a, from 08, 08 to twenty twelve. Don't lie. But you also had Tibbs on staff too, right? So that's like you had two NBA head coaches. On, right, but I just meant I just two meant stubborn, that. two stubborn non non adjustment NBA head coaches too. By the way, like right. So, but I just think that was even when. Because when Boston had the big three, like, he would make lineups. Obviously, you'd keep one of them out there. I remember he would throw lineups where, like, he would try start to put Ray at the one and things like that, and that's where him and Rondo would be. But more – I think more often than not, he would really do the whole sub by committee and yeah. have, like, a bunch of bench guys where – I forget all the dudes, but it was really like the Eddie Houses, your Tony Allens, your Big Baby. It was a goon squad. I remember like a PJ Brown, Leon Poe, like those guys. He was oh, he was putting those whole lineups in, and then he would sub Paul in maybe halfway through or five minutes in, something like that. But yeah, I remember when he had one guy like clothesline Heinrich in that series where it was like John John Sandin was the best Bulls player. Was that Rondo? That was I think it was the year KG was hurt. But yeah, uh, Rondo, Rondo like, clothesline Heinrich. No, it was James yeah. Posey. James Posey clotheslined him. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember Rondo oh, yeah. and Heinrich getting sure was. James Posey. Like, yeah. James Posey. NBA, NBA coach now. Right. Yeah. James Posey like lit him up on a, like a transition break. Like, whoa. Yeah. That was like the end of, that was like the, 
That and that then when end, Rondo, the, yeah, when when uh, Rondo and Wade got into it that one series, like that was like the end of like physical yeah. play. Oh, where you I can hurt somebody it. on the court. I miss it. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. So he said like it was it was PG. It was it was Paul Pierce, Ray. Then KG got hurt, so it was like a bunch of goons. After that, it was like Rondo, Pierce, no, Rasheed Wallace in one of those. Series. Yeah, Rasheed Wallace. No, Rasheed. Like, yeah, we, we signed Shaq at the beginning of one the, of the years. Now you, like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Doc, lo- I mean. Doc loves his he loves his vets. Right. Oh, loves them. Yeah, he'll loves get them. a vet for sure, and trust just, him to just, play like just, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to just to talk like he signed Dwight Howard just so him and Dwight could talk all season about 2009 when they went at it in the in like the finals like or before rather yeah before. But that's like, the re- that's the recipe like LeBron wins with like he'll put he'll take him and then like a star and then a good role player and then like the rest of the roster is just goons like you go out there and you beat up everybody who's gonna beat me up in this game even when he. Even when he was early days with Lob City Clippers, where he went and got like Matt Barnes and yeah. Big Baby again, yeah. like yeah. he did, he did every like former Celtic. He got mm-hmm. he got Paul Pierce at one right. point. Like and Paul Pierce was one he, spot, and he got he got he got uh, JJ Redick to be his new Ray Allen. Like mm-hmm. it was yep. the mm-hmm. and why? Because he was going at it with JJ Redick when they, in Orlando mm-hmm. again. Like right. yeah, that was that was the thing. Like any any former Celtic or any player that had like killed the Clippers before or killed Doc before, he'd just go yep. sign. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was their that was the, the end of his GM duties. Right. <laughs> 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 he, no he was just the head coach after that. It was a simple formula for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah okay so now uh Brooklyn Milwaukee then we'll get on to the then we'll try to analyze yeah, I, I, I need help with this one. I need help with this one. I mean it's honestly it, 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 it feels to me like a really easy series if Harden isn't going to play. <laughs> I don't because really? I, I remember I remember the last episode we did. I really liked Milwaukee already. Mm-hmm. They were most impressive when we had that first episode. And and they lost this first game, even though Harden got hurt right away. But it, like, it, I don't know. You guys know this because like basketball. You go into a game with a plan, right? And then if some dude that you're you're focused on in your scout gets like gets like rolls an ankle and like can't go or something. Doesn't that throw you guys off? Even though they're technically worse now, the other team, it throws you off because you're preparing for. It's just not what you have. Exactly. It's not what you had prepared for. So now it's it's like you throw a monkey wrench on the whole operation, Mm -hmm. you know? So now it's like, do we guard them the same way? Is it, I mean, are they going to be more aggressive? Are they going to look for their shot more, you know, just, I don't know. It's it's and it's in the spur of the moment too, so you don't really know how to react to it. Yeah, I, I would imagine that things will be different ahead of game two. Now mm-hmm. that they know what they're gonna have, because he's um, hard's been ruled out for game two. Like they, I don't yeah. have to say anything further, but out for yeah. so Milwaukee knows to prepare now without Harden, basically, right? At least for this game, and and like I'm 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 also one that thinks Milwaukee is going to win this series. Um, I kind of agreed with you before, just, you know, because they had so many defenders that they could throw out there. Um, I didn't really know how Brooklyn would, would guard Giannis. Um, but, like, Milwaukee's not going to shoot as poorly as they shot from three last game. Right. They and, like, Chris, Chris Middleton and Drew shot a crazy, like, 30% from the field combined or something yeah. like that. Like, I don't think 
I mean, that could happen again, but I don't think that's going to happen every game throughout the series. Yeah, can it happen four times is basically the question. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and I don't know. The, the James Harden thing certainly, you know, makes makes the series a little different. Hopefully he can get healthy by the time it's over just for, you know, for his sake and, you know, then for, for Brooklyn's future chances. But I, I don't know. The, I I usually don't tend to overreact to, to game ones, no matter how they swing. Yeah. Just because, you know, game two, just everything could, could change within the second game. You could go to, go 2-0 or it could go 1-1, you know what I mean? And then there's all another set of questions and storylines. Um, my biggest thing was coaching. Like, like Bud, Coach Bud doesn't exactly make adjustments either. Mm-mm. Like, yeah. they've... Even going back to Atlanta. Yeah, going back to Atlanta. Um, And then, you know, in the Toronto series a couple years ago where they were up 2-0, and then he just – they let go of the rope. He didn't make any adjustments. And last year with the Heat, they completely just did what they wanted to, and Milwaukee had no answers. So, like, I'm really interested to see what he comes up with if he actually plays his main players enough minutes. Um which is a thing with him because Steve Nash is a first time head coach as well. So you kind of want to back him into a corner and make him, you know, put the pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that those, those two things, especially because really Nash doesn't have enough pieces to play with in the first place. Cause depth is an issue for them. Exactly. There's, only so many, there's only so many answers he has in the first place that aren't, Hey, KD, Kyrie can go save our ass. Like that's, you know what I mean? So. Yep. Yeah. What did you think of Blake of, of, do you think Blake Griffin can repeat his? Yeah, he was really Sustain good. Whatever, the, whatever, whatever this is, I don't know. Yeah. That he's on. It was. And, I, and, go ahead, go ahead. So I think with Blake, I think he can, but I think this series is going to end up like it's going to be more moments than the end of the game where they're going to put more pressure on him, and I just don't know if he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be in late game situations like that where they can even do that. So I think he'll get like, he could definitely average like 10 plus a game in the series, but I don't know if it's going to be as effective as it's been in the past series and game one. I just, the, the, the game wasn't that out of hand. You know what I mean? And Middleton and Drew were bad. I don't know if you can get both of them bad at the same time three more times in this series. Not that what bad. I think you need to have. I mean, Giannis and like Drew like combined, it was like 10 times, eight turnovers between the two of them. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen again, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to shoot that bad from three again, are they? Four or three Did more Charles times. Did even hit a shot? Middleton didn't hit a three. He was who like 0 they... for, he was 0 for six, I think. Remind then... me, who did they have starting out on Harden? I don't remember if it was Drew or... I thought it was, but I, I don't. Well, it was only that one. It was only he only had that one possession where he ran down. It was in transition too. I don't even know yeah. who they had on him because he was in. Yeah. It was he had he grabbed the rebound and he was running, and he went to the rim and he pulled up the hammy. So I don't even know how they were matching up. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just makes me think to your earlier point, like about if Drew Holiday was getting ready to guard James Harden for yeah. forty minutes, and then he was like, "Oh wait, I just have whoever like." This changes. I, I thought I was about to be locked in defensively for the past right. next forty minutes, and now I can like shoot. Like 
might have threw him off a little bit. That's what the I'm comparison, actually, I thought when you initially said it, because this is a Creighton-centric podcast, so let me get my M with Cole on, reminds me of the game Maurice went down. When Maurice went down at Xavier. At Xavier, right? Okay. Yeah. And then we threw, like, three different point guards in. We tried Davion, TC, Zierden, and Xavier was like, what? Who? What are they doing? We're, yeah. They're playing point guard by committee? Like, they've never done this all year. <laughs> And what's this dude's strengths? What where's this dude like to go? Like obviously yeah. it was really yeah. too. We won we won the rebounding battle at the end of that game, especially on the offensive end, I remember. But like that was that confused them because we were so heavy, like Maurice runs the show, Maurice runs the show that once we like slowed it, because I remember Isaiah was like walking it up. Mac was like, All right, we're gonna really change it. So mm-hmm. he yeah. was even walking it up, and then Xavier was like when we went from as fast as we were playing with Maurice to not like that threw them off. So I think it's a little yeah. bit of the same you were saying here. For I remember, it's, it's or, like, or a, it's like a quarterback. Too. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's like the quarterback that that comes in for the injured player midway through the game and just mm-hmm. lights it up. But then yeah, the next three killing. weeks, he sucks. Yeah. Know, people have film on them now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like we'll do, uh, a couple of years ago when you guys went to Nova without Ty. Remember that one? Yeah. Remember you had Davion walk the – Davion, Caleb – Walk the ball up like Creighton. You did not run once that whole game, and it was first like, like first game I checked into the first half. <laughs> that's right, you did check in the first half of that one. That's right, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Villanova was not ready for any of that, you know what I mean? They're like, Oh, Ty's banged up, he might play, he might not. He's warming up, he might give it a Caleb, go. But Caleb is still gonna do crazy, like, they know we know what they're gonna do. No, they played totally different, walk the ball every time, 60 possession game, just like Villanova would want it, and it went to overtime. Adam. like had him yeah had him caleb hits those two free throws we win but it's all right yeah. no hate love you caleb love you caleb <laughs> you said that yeah, i didn't bring that up that's caleb over here catching strays catching crazy <laughs> no i say it to him all the time it's all right he knows you know he, he knows right. okay well but that's the point though like you, you, you if you if that, that stuff happens in a game if you if you scrap a game plan to that degree like you know think about you, the, the examples we've laid out so far you know maurice being the guy who runs the whole show for Creighton, uh, Tyshawn being like the leading scorer on the team, James Harden being the guy who just facilitates everything for Brooklyn, like the primary ball handler, just one of the toughest guards in the in the league. Like Milwaukee probably just wasn't, you know, just couldn't find their footing in terms of how do we guard this team now. It just became a basketball game, just like mm-hmm. a yeah. you know, just like a, a Rucker Park basketball game, and yeah. they got KD and Kyrie. So not to, no. to that point, your game plan with and without James Harden is drastically different. Like, yeah. drastically I, would, I would imagine different. so. Yeah. So I still like Milwaukee in this series, even though the headlines are probably like, man, Brooklyn won game on without Harden. Wow. Like, I still don't yeah. think I don't I think Milwaukee's in a better spot going forward, obviously, but they're not going to shoot that bad again. I don't think uh, I think Middleton and and. Everybody, I think everybody across the board. Bryn Forbes, I think he'll play better. Um, I, Lopez was okay, but well, like like you know, you guys have asked already. Is, will Blake Griffin go for eighteen and fourteen every night in this series? Like, I don't, I don't think, I think so. But like, him. what? Also, what he was like part he of was, his why he was productive though. He was just playing hard, like just getting rebounds and yeah, you know, diving on loose balls and stuff. Like he can do that stuff again. He might make an open three or two, but. I don't know if it'll amount to eighteen or fourteen. Right. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. I don't. And I. I just don't. I don't see his. Because these games are like we're saying they're good. These games are going to get 
much closer now that Milwaukee makes these adjustments. And I think when they do, I don't think they that he's going to have like effective points where it's like, go ahead twos. And when it's time to like actually go, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Let's talk about some of the losers. Um, so Dallas going forward with Luca. It sounds so like Rick Carlisle. Thank, thank you for saying, thank you for saying Dallas first. That's, that's so kind of you. Oh, no problem. Well, I'm saving you for the best for last. Yeah. Even, even, <laughs> even though, they, know. even though Boston, even though Boston was the first team out of this shit. So. Yeah. They're, but they're going to be the most, I've, there's a lot of meat on that bone. So I want to chew on that one later. So, Oh yeah. Um, But Dallas with Luca going forward, like you're watching this series and Kawhi and PG are two of the most disruptive perimeter, like two way guys in the league. Right. We agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, PG, not as much as he used to be, but for sure. still give you that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Lucas still, like, was a problem to the point where this series could have gone to either team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Dallas has to think they're close if they can just find some kind of um, group of uh, players to help Luca out, right? Like, where do they start? Where do they st- – because they can't – they're, they're probably going to try to extend Luca next, right? They got to get his give him his rookie extension. That's like he's going to, it's going to be record breaking, whatever it is. Um, but they have to be able to build around him. So, well, what? Okay, so what are you, start. what are you trying to do if you're Dallas? Like, do you want Luca to have a guy out there who's going to take the ball out of his hands? You know, because Luca plays like a like a James Harden in Houston or a LeBron in Cleveland. Like he's off he's ball, gonna he's have the, you know, off the ball. He's not doing nothing. And he's so good with the ball that he's going to create for everybody else. And you want him to have the ball at the time, mm-hmm. which is why, like, I don't know. Porzingis, I feel like he should be, obviously he should be better and it's not working out in Dallas. And a lot of that has to do with injuries, him just being a jump shooter, him not playing great, but, he really just spots up at the three-point line while Luca operates, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, what kind of player are you looking for to compliment Luca? would be my question. Because mm, you, you, you play a dangerous game with taking the ball out of his hand and, you know, him not really doing much else. But also, you saw in this past series, like, if he has to do too much for too much of the game, he gets tired. Yeah. Like, he wears down towards the end. So, uh, I don't know what direction they want to go offensively to to help him out but i think it starts with i don't think the porzingis thing is is gonna work like but i don't know how movable his contract is either he makes yeah pretty sure he's on the max i don't know he's just gonna want him well you know who i was you know who i've been thinking of like the last i don't know day or so it's like and if people listen to this they know how i feel about the dude but (laughs) i think zach levine might be a good piece for Luca, because I'm just looking up his contract real quick. I'm pretty sure it has one year left on it. Yeah, next year he's so he'll be a free agent after this next season, basically. Like, does Dallas move pieces for him? Like, send some expiring contracts to Chicago, uh, get Levine, extend him, um, and let him because he's a guy who can play off the ball. And he can, like Cole said, spare some possessions for Luca to kind of get 
rest on the court and even longer rest on the bench. You know what I mean? If you have, if you have like, you start the game with Luca, a Luca heavy attack, you know, you get him his rest start the second quarter and let Zach, you know, kind of run the show a little bit. He's capable of doing that at a high level. I think he makes a lot of sense for Dallas um, because I just don't know. He doesn't make sense in Chicago anymore because he's not a guy you want to build a franchise off of at this point in his career. You kind of want to send him somewhere else to get assets back for him. And he only has one year left on his deal. And I don't, it doesn't make sense for Chicago to try to, you know, sign him to a long-term deal because he's not that guy. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, like to borrow the old phrase, like he's a Robin, not a Batman. Right. So I think he makes a lot of sense for Luca as a guy who could help Luca get to the next level in, in the postseason with just giving him a break every now and then on the floor and not let him, you know, have so much attention defensively. Cause I mean, he, as much as, as much as I've dogged him throughout his Chicago career, like he has elevated his game to become a more efficient high level scorer in this league. So mm-hmm. I think he would be a good part for Dallas to pursue knowing that he's on an expiring contract with Chicago Maybe he won't be as expensive um, for the Bulls to offload, especially since the Bulls know they might not get him back, uh, get anything back for him, I should say. So I don't know. That's one guy I was thinking about this last, you know, since the game ended yesterday. I was like, I mean, that kind of is a matchable partner there in the offseason. If Dallas wants to make a move to get Lucas some more help, I think Zach Levine makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm, guessing, yeah. I'm guessing by the silence, I'm I just still, blew all your minds, right? Was that the perfect thing right there? I'm, I'm trying to I, think of yeah. – I'm trying to think of a Porzingis, Vucevic, and then Markin and still there. But, I mean, I know he's going to be a restricted free agent, so right. I don't know what they're planning on doing with him. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out what they would do with that. I mean, you would have better, better insight on that than I would. But, I mean, Porzingis is essentially a four anyways. He's not – Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't he's a permanent player, so I guess it wouldn't matter too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just, I struggle with. I don't know what kind of play. I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know what what position complements Luca's style of play right now. I think that's where I'm having a hard time trying to be like, okay, because I, I see. So is it is it, is it, is it upgrade being? upgrade Hardaway right? Isn't that what we're talking about? Make Hardaway a bench player, and then he's better. Right, right, but like I. I see what you're saying though, but like, I worry because you're saying they're playing the like the you, you have lineups with them together. Like, I wonder how yeah. that's going to work. Well, it's it's, it's it's the same that the, I mean they've got Tim Hardaway Jr. as like mm-hmm. the 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 pop guy basically. Like he's he's getting Luca's dimes, mm-hmm. but he's not he's not that guy. He's so, that's, he's come off the bench and get you a few. Hit a couple shots, play with that first rotation. So you like him more. You like him more in like a Jordan Clarkson type role. Yeah, you just come in and, and okay. just do your thing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Don't is that? Am I off base on that? Do you guys think? No, I'm, no, no, you're not. Okay. I just I think that I think that was the series too. was him being like what we talked about yesterday when the game was going on. Uh, was Terrence Mann was going off? I was like, that's a good sign for the Clippers, right? I was like, yeah, but the better sign is that Tim Hardaway Jr. keeps shooting and missing. Because he that's who the Clippers want to beat them in this game and he's not doing it. All right. So that's the that's the whole like conundrum for Dallas this this offseason is find us a guy who when the other teams say someone other than Luca 
can make him pay for it. And I think Zach Levine is the perfect dude for that. Because then you make Tim Hardaway Jr. better, you make him more valuable by, by putting him in a reduced role, a role that isn't as important. He'll be he'll be a he'd be a good bench piece on a championship team, a championship level team, but he's not a number two. He's not. He's certainly not a number. That's two. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's not a number. Two. He, but he had to play like a number two for Dallas to win any game in this series. Like he, you know, yeah. when they won the first two in LA, like he played out of his mind. So he's not that 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 can't win you a championship. But he can win you a championship off the bench. Mm-hmm. And Zach Levine can win you a championship as, as, as a number, number two as the number four option. Yeah. Yeah. But Z- and Zach Levine can win you a title as a number two guy. He can't win you one as a number one, but a number two he can. So that's yeah. like that's a perfect mix. I'm hearing that. I'm yeah. hearing that. So that's that's the one that's the one I like. When I was thinking about what's da- when we were thinking about doing this, I'm like, what does Dallas need going forward? They need a number two. What's the, what? Give me a trade partner. Give me a, an expiring contract. I think Dallas and Chicago should be talking a lot this offseason. Awesome. You got to we we got to get Cuban on the phone. That's insane, man. I could I could make this happen. Shark Tank it. Yeah. Um. What's next? Oh, let's should we do the Lakers next? I mean, we kind of know what we kind of know what they are, right? Yeah. It's LeBron, AD, and then whoever they can attract, like to play with them, essentially. Like, yeah. How many, how many vet calls do you want? Like, how many guys want to take less money to win a title? That type of situation going on. Cole, what do you make of Schroeder taking all the Lakers stuff out of his bio and everything for the last game? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even realize he did that um, on all platforms. Because you know how he started this whole YouTube channel since going to that's, like his that's YouTube tough. channel is that's blown tough. up. His YouTube channel's blown up since he's got yeah. to Lakers, and so he smart guy. had all the all all his bios matched. It was like Twitter bio, Instagram bio, YouTube bio, all were point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers. And before game seven, he took all of it. of it out. He took all of it out. Well, I mean, he shouldn't care because before the season, he said he didn't want to go there. Remember? That's right. That's right. So I mean, it is what it is. I don't think he's. I don't think he should. He's the starting point guard of a a championship team or of the Lakers team that's trying to compete. I don't think he should be. He he has his strengths and weaknesses, but I like him in that six-man role that he was in at OKC where he could just kind of come in and do what he needs to do for a certain amount of time. Um, the rest of the team, I don't know. Like, they had a really weird season. Like, why did – they won team. a championship. Yeah. They won a championship and half their roster was gone. But, yeah. like – but they could have retained almost all of them. They yeah. all signed minimum contracts. White, like everyone. White, yeah. JaVale. JaVale. I, I, they traded Danny Green. Uh, like, I mean, Rondo, I think, got maybe – I don't think he got a vet man. He might have gotten the whatever the next one is up from that. But, like, they, they changed their whole team, and they changed everything that made them successful to bring in a smaller center uh, like Montrez Harrell, who they actually ended up not even playing. Yeah. So that's weird. Um, Gasol, I mean, he's a shell of himself. He's still very smart and has IQ, but he can't move out there. He can't play too many minutes. Um, the whole Andre Drummond thing, that was just a name. I, I didn't think he would ever fit in. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got a lot to figure out. I mean, KCP looked like he reverted back to who he was before he got to the bubble and turned into Ray Man. Man. Uh, they, they, they have a lot of questions going forward. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to question LeBron ever, but like he's starting to get injured more, whether it's his fault mm-hmm. or somebody else's like landing well, on him. But he's getting old. Yeah. He's getting old yeah. two of the last three years. It's not even like age, it's mileage too. He's played so many, like it's unbelievable. And I don't know if it was just 
because of Phoenix's defense, but LeBron was just shooting jumpers really. Like, I don't know if he couldn't get downhill or if it was Phoenix wasn't allowing him to, but that's kind of just like who he was the last time we saw him. And I'm sure he'll be a lot better next year once he's healthier and more rested. But can you rely on him to keep being that guy and carrying the load? Like AD, this should be Anthony Davis's time to, yes, you know, to, to, to be the guy and let LeBron kind of be the second fiddle to a certain extent towards the end of his career. But he, I don't know. He has a, he has a lot going going on with him too in terms of injuries and, and whatnot. So they're, they're going to have to get creative. I don't know how much cap room they have. They'll probably have to like trade Kuzma or KCP or somebody. Mm. Right. Yeah. Cause K, the, the guys they got back next year on under, well, they, Harold's a, got a player option. I can't imagine they're picking that up. Uh, no, I wouldn't imagine. Um, so it's LeBron, AD, KCP, Kuzma, and Gasol are on guaranteed contracts for next season. So everything Gasol uh, has a so everything Gasol else. Everything a multi-year else is, contract? What's that? Gasol yeah, signed a multi-year Gasol contract. Yeah, he's on a he's on a two-year deal. Oh, okay. And it's guaranteed. Yeah, I think the Lakers' biggest problem was they just after that championship in the bubble that they were too like put too much trust in just the LeBron AD thing and didn't mm-hmm. made like no moves. Cause like I had the, the, they had a committee, like we were saying like last year in the bubble where it was Danny green and Rondo and uh, whoever else KCP just was shooting the lights out. And like, so that was like a whole, that was instead of having like LeBron AD third player, like they had it by committee and yeah. where this year when they didn't have that. And I thought they might make a go for a guy like, uh, maybe a Brad, well, Bradley Beal, probably too much on his contract, but like a guy like that, where they could have another person to rely on when they couldn't rely on the rest of their roster, they just didn't do it, and they just put too much responsibility, I think, on LeBron and AD, and their bodies couldn't handle that really. And so, I think they need, they need to resign. I think they need to resign Alex Caruso too. Yeah, he, I think he's a big part of why they're why they're elite defensively. I think he's a yeah. big part of it. So I think mm-hmm. he's. He's I a like guy they don't have HG. back next year that needs to be, I think. But everybody yeah. else, like, yeah, like Kuzma definitely needs to go. I mean, that yeah. dude was a hot mess. They could, like, they, could, they could get something okay for him, I think, if they trade. Plus, him. I just yeah. don't think he fits there ready. anymore. Like, he doesn't fit. No. He he's the way he like the things he's good at don't play well off of like a LeBron eighty offense. You know what I mean? When you got like, it's just it doesn't. It's weird because. He's a guy who has to get himself into a rhythm. And to do that, you have to force some stuff. And LeBron doesn't like exactly. playing with guys like exactly. that. You know I mean? Exactly. So, it's, yeah. yep. so he's 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 someone that can be – I think he can be – I think he gets dogged a lot. I think he can be a really good NBA player. But I just don't think he fits on this squad because, like I said, he kind of has to – like he has to do some crazy stuff every now and then to get himself into a rhythm in the game. And, the, like, LeBron has a zero-tolerance policy with that kind of – stuff so it just doesn't fit like especially if you have ad too who can who can who's a tough matchup offensively himself so like it's just it's there's a lot of pieces that don't fit together right now i'm amazed they won the title in the bubble i mean i think it's because they got miami instead and didn't have to run into the clippers as you know as weird as it says like well the clippers blew a 3-1 lead and whatnot but it's a matchup thing it's the matchup thing right like the clippers were the clippers were a bad matchup for the lakers that was going to be like an exposed type of series, I think. But 
it didn't happen. So the Lakers got Denver and they got Miami and it really didn't, they didn't really have a matchup that made things difficult for them. They were the bullies the whole time, every series they played. So that's kind of, they kind of caught fire lightning in the bottle in some sense there, but I think they have a lot of, they have a lot of issues on this roster that don't necessarily, you know, bode well for what's the end of LeBron's career essentially in terms of putting together title runs, they got to make a lot of changes, I think. Um, do we're we're gonna run out of time here, so we'll have to save Boston. <laughs> we'll have to save Boston for the next round. A whole podcast on Boston, probably, but we'll we'll Can't wait. We'll see. Actually, we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna need it. we're gonna need it. And yeah, God forbid they hire some head coach. Yeah, they might, they'll they'll have a they'll have a new head coach potentially. Oh, hopefully, time. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, in Jeez, theory. Yeah, we'll, we'll get. So, who do we have that. left? Miami. Yeah, we have Miami, Boston. Um, Knicks, York. <laughs> Knicks will be a fun oh, one too. Yeah, yeah. So we'll tackle some of those as the playoffs go on. So yeah, Cole, we appreciate you hopping on. And yeah, thanks for course, round round one. We'll. Oh, you got, oh yeah, you guys, you got a new, you got a new gig since we last talked. Where are you? Where are you yeah, right now? Tell everybody where you're at. Yeah, I'm writing over at the Athletic. Um, yeah, just doing NBA and WNBA uh, writing uh, for the NBA. It's really. Uh, playoffs based right now uh, a lot of my content's playoffs based um, and then I'm gonna slide into some WNBA stuff pretty soon uh, just to you know talk about the the aces talk about I mean any team really um, just try, try to give them a little bit more exposure and you know they're playing some really good basketball um, I don't know if you guys have, have been watching but there's been like at least, at least two game winners in the past couple of days. Dude, there's so um, every, yeah. every game goes we need another, game. Like, what's we going need on? another podcast for that? We need another. Yeah, game. yeah. We need the WNBA podcast. Dude, Enrique hit Enrique yeah. hit another third game winner. She had another one. She's a, she's amazing. Yeah, she had another one yesterday. Clutch uh, I, I don't want, I don't want to go on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about this when we have our have another podcast and we hear Jordan's uh, his thirty minute spiel on. <laughs> On the, on the Boston Celtics, but <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah. So I'm I'm over at the Athletic. I'm still doing writing for Two and Three Hoops and uh, Franchise Sports Media. So yeah, if, if you guys are interested in the, in the content, uh, I usually post everything to my my Instagram or excuse me, my Twitter feed, which is at Cole Hoops. And yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's about it. That's what I got going on. Cool. Everybody, check out his stuff. He just posted the uh, um, Denver Phoenix preview today. So yep. check that out. Um, I already, I, it's free. I already read it. So yeah, check it out. Um, yep. I think it's on his Twitter feed. So go to at Cole hoops um, and you'll see it there. So follow his work at the athletic now, new job since he last came on the podcast. Maybe next week he'll be working for ESPN. Who knows? It's a start of a trend, I guess something, yeah. somewhat. but we appreciate yeah. you hopping on and giving us some of your time. Um, so we'll talk to for you sure. next we'll, series. We'll just, uh, yeah. Whenever. Yeah. Next series, I guess. For sure. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Scurry in the Scrub. We'll be back at you. We don't really have a cycle for this. We're just like, whenever we got stuff to say, we just hop on Zoom and record it. So, as the playoffs get good, we'll be here. Yeah. We'll see you when we see you. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>